7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for The Other Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue, the other guy on The Other Podcast here, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. How are you doing, Diana? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing great, too. You know, there's a, uh, uh, there's a great cr- crime wave. Uh, in New York City, by the yes. way, uh, uh, yes. the uh, uh, Attorney General uh, it, it, of the state of the prosecutor in New York City is cracking down on on people who pay hush money to porn stars because that's uh-huh. the most important problem they've got in New York City. Arthur Brandt was uh, unavailable for comment. Yeah, yeah, they've got people being shoved in front of subway trains, but for some reason or other, um, the bad orange man is priority. You've got yeah, to worry yeah. about well, this. Speaking of, speaking of crime, way. Well, actually, I was going to speak of bloggers. Yeah, uh-huh. well, Stacey, we're, we're going to get there. No, but... we're going to do it right now, Stacy, because oh, okay. I got a mic well, switch. Well, well, <laughs> the <laughs> life-saving <laughs> blogging of our uh, news from Valdosta, Georgia. Yes, but mm. Stacy, I was going to say blogs at the other McCain.com and, uh, and Diana blogs at dealyadvancement.com and um, she has a f- nice new blog post. So we're going, this is our Valdosta section this week. This week, yeah. Um, well, okay, since uh, my, my across the street neighbor uh, told me that we have had, oh, I was talking with him one day, and he told me that we have had 27 accidents at our corner of uh, West Gordon and North Tombs since 2017. And, you know, I'm a little tired of it. I've had, I've had vehicles in my front yard. He practically has had one in his living room. Um, and so I get up in front of the city council on February 23rd and I say gently, we've had 27 accidents since 2017 at this address or at this, uh, intersection. And if you guys could bring it, bring yourselves to affix a bright yellow placard saying cross traffic does not stop at the four stop signs on Tomb Street, maybe we'd have a few fewer. And thank you very much for your time. And um, I, everybody told me I was tilting at windmills. They weren't going to listen to me. They weren't going to do anything. Well, lo and behold, Monday, I got up and I looked out my window. And there they were, bright yellow, cross traffic, does not stop placards affixed below the, si- the stop signs on tombs. 
Yes, and I, I'm, I'm looking at that picture, and you can see in the background uh, the live oaks with mm -hmm. uh, Spanish moss hanging down on them, and the uh, and the uh, uh, iron, uh, the wrought iron fences, and the the green, uh, <laughs> the green poking up, and 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 here in these northern climates, I'm 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 thinking about how much wonderful it would be. Well, Stacy, uh, we are marginally Valdosta, Georgia. We are marginally it's short nice of, right of the. Uh, Mason Dixon line. Here. Yeah, point yeah. That yeah. Well, we're north of the Potomac, as I said mm -hmm. when I moved up here. Uh, you know, what is it? Twenty. What, what I'm trying to remember what year it is. It, it was about twenty five <laughs> years ago when I when I uh, moved up here to uh, uh, start work at the Washington Times. I said the last time any of my relatives were north of the Potomac River. Uh, they were carrying muskets, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just, <laughs> and, and so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's sunny and beautiful in, in Valdosta down there, and a lot safer thanks to uh, the concerned citizen at the corner <laughs> of Gordon and Tombs Street. When I, when, when I, when I drove up to Diana's house, I, mm -hmm. I was making a visit to Florida, as I recall, and, uh, and I drove up in front of her house and I said, Gordon and Tombs Street? That yes. is, I, as, a, as a history buff... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yes, like... uh, most of, uh, most people uh, don't might know Gordon from Fort Gordon or something mm -hmm. like that, but tombs they weren't going to get. Yeah, he was only like a lieutenant colonel or something. I yeah, mean... yes, but he led the brigade mm -hmm. uh, that was posted at the um, at what became known as uh, Burnside's Bridge, mm -hmm. uh, where they held off an entire corps. Mm -hmm. uh, for the better part of the day, and thus saved uh, Lee's right flank uh, from from destruction. Uh, mm -hmm. Sharpshooters they were. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that that you know that's the military oh. history. Fortunately, <laughs> none of my military history involved my getting killed. In fact, the rumors <laughs> of my death are not only premature; they're false prophecy. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Greta. Well, what Thun do you expect from her? <laughs> Greta Thunberg uh, had to uh, delete a tweet uh, from uh, 2018 where she said a top climate, climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop fossil fuel over the next five years. But, uh, yeah. And, well, you know, if net neutrality and my gas stove can't get me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. What net chance does climate change? The have? repeal of net neutrality. I died. I died a number of times. I know. Yeah. But you know the whole the thing that uh, she has been a front person for uh, is falling apart uh, in, a, in a global uh, thing. Uh, the Dutch left wing uh, in charge <laughs> of the uh, Dutch government was going actually going to shut down a substantial portion of Dutch farmers, and which is dumber than a box of rocks because mm -hmm. actually uh, uh, the Netherlands is one of the few net food exporters in the world. Yes, they're the uh, second largest agricultural uh, exporter behind us. 
of yeah. you'd think Canada, you know, or Argentina, <laughs> or Poland, right? or There's Brazil, a, or <laughs> or Ukraine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but but uh, so there were Dutch elections this week, uh, mm -hmm. and and the vote for their upper house, what we would call the Senate, what they call the first chamber. Uh, the largest party turns out to be a new uh, party formed by the farmers. Yep. And, yes. These somewhat uh, annoyed farmers. <laughs> yes. And so it's interesting to see, you know, how uh, uh, in, in, you know, and I mean, people don't usually think of, uh, 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 of Holland as a, uh, a hotbed of conservatism. Not really, there, no. There it is. And <laughs> the other bit of foreign news I wanted to get out uh, from that hemisphere before we uh, really got into uh, stuff here in America is um, I had a post under the uh, heading of nothing to see here, move along. A Reuters uh, reported that UN inspectors found about two and a half tons of, <laughs> actually couldn't find about two and a half tons of missing uranium uh, ore concentrate uh -huh. that was supposed to be in a, a bunch of uh, 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 drums at a storage place in Libya. So uh -huh. you know, I fell down here. that rabbit. I fell down that rabbit hole. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I was expecting an earth-shattering kaboom. Kaboom! <laughs> I, I believe is is the uh, regular line at Instapundit. Yeah. But, yes. Uh, uh, speaking of crime waves. Yes, and 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 speaking of actually, this is the criminal part of uh, what you and uh, I shared in terms of. Our first exercising our First Amendment rights, and and actually I had to uh, stand uh, uh, had to deal with some harassment charges based mm. on my blogging. But uh, is your meme a felony? Yes, yes. <laughs> a federal felony is is the is the question. Uh, uh, some of you. Well, not only that, a civil rights conspiracy felony. Yeah, yes, that yes. Was just um, bizarre. Uh, if you uh, were on Twitter uh, back in the day, and I speak of only a few years ago, uh, certainly you remember the character Ricky Vaughn, and 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 you've got to understand that. Uh, uh, Ricky Vaughn is the character from uh, the baseball movie. What was that called? Oh, God, I've forgotten the name of it. But anyway, no, 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 not not that one. The one with um, Wild Thing. Yes, yes. Ricky okay. Vaughn was the pitcher known as Wild Thing, played by Charlie Sheen. Right, and, and so so his icon was a. Uh, uh, you know, wild thing wearing the the MAGA hat. Well, that guy known as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter um, uh, was indicted uh, on a federal felony charge of, quote unquote, conspiring with others in advance of the 2016 U.S. presidential election to use various social media platforms to disseminate misinformation designed to deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote. And, and I'm like, what, what, what? And what it was, was, was this tweet. Okay. 
<laughs> somebody made up a meme, okay? And and what it shows, it, it shows a black woman in front of a sign that says African Americans for Hillary. Mm-hmm. Um and um and that was and that was and it and it says avoid the line, vote from home, text <laughs> Hillary to five nine nine two five. Okay. Oh. Okay. Now, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That that was tweeted out on November first, uh, twenty sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And according to the indictment, I I hear I quote the Federal Department of Justice <laughs> on or about and before election day twenty sixteen at least. 4,900 unique telephone numbers texted this to 59925, which was used in a, I'm quoting the, continuing to quote the uh, uh, indictments, was used in multiple deceptive campaign images tweeted by the defendant and his co-conspirators and i say <laughs> and my response to this was thus answering the question how dumb are democrat voters pretty freaking stupid if you uh, yeah. fell for that i mean honestly I, I i cannot imagine i absolutely you know by the way he doesn't live uh in new york mm-hmm. this guy has never lived in new york uh, but for some reason, they brought this uh, to trial in the Eastern District of New York, and the oh. trial is in Brooklyn. Okay. In other <laughs> words, they, they had to do this in a blue district, the only place uh-huh. they can hope uh, that a jury would convict someone of a federal civil rights violation because of a meme on Twitter, are you effing kidding, kidding me? me? I hope they let uh, uh, Thomas write the decision. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this, the Supreme, this Court. Supreme Court is never going to, you know. And, and by the way, this has been a terrible thing because, as you know, in a situation this, the process is the punishment. Oh okay? yeah. You know, this is lawfare, except instead of a. Uh, a, a pro se terrorist bomber uh, doing it. It's the uh, 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 U.S. Attorney for mm-hmm. the Eastern District of New York. It's, I mean, it's it's Soviet Union stuff. Uh, 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 Tucker Carlson has did, done two segments on it. As a matter of fact, while I was writing this post, okay, because I had seen something on the internet. Uh, about this case, and, and it shocked me. I'm writing this post, and I have my office TV turned to Fox News, and then I hear Tucker Carlson was literally talking about the case while I was um, uh, uh, writing about it. But um, but anyways, the trial has been postponed. It was supposed to start mm-hmm. this past week, but it has been postponed. Because the same guy who, as a writer for the Huffington Post, mm-hmm. outed, doxed Ricky Vaughn, mm-hmm. identified who he really was, um, mm-hmm. had, had uh, apparently was threatening to publish something uh, by the, at the SPLC about mm. 
the expert witness in the case. And uh, and so apparently the guy uh, this was this guy was a university professor. Uh, he pulled out of the case mm-hmm. because of this threat. I'm, I've got to say, hey, witness tampering, obstruction Anyone? of justice. Hello. That's a crime. Yes, you know, that and, is. And, and I'm, I'm thinking if I'm a lawyer uh, for Ricky Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, man. This is a, a, a open and shut case of mistrial, if ever I heard one. If and, and if they somehow take it through and convict the guy, this will be tossed out on appeal. It's, it's oh yeah, it's, uh, but, uh, but I don't think the Second Circuit will toss it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, go ahead. Um, the problem is that we keep running into the same problem. Uh, you said it already. The fact of the matter is that this. Uh, the pro- the point is that the process is the punishment. This guy is going to be bankrupted, ruined, and his entire life is going to be occupied with getting out from under this crazy charge. And he's yeah. going to spend the rest. He's going to spend at the at the least the next five years dealing with it. And who needs that? You know, Wait. you want to chill free speech. If I think I'm going to get, I'm, I, yeah, publish a meme that you think is funny. And next thing you know, you're being, you're, you're, the feds are after you. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's face it. The left doesn't have a sense of humor when the joke's Mm-mm. about them. Oh, never did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, well, they don't have a whole lot of sense though about what the, what free speech or freedom of the press means. I mean, look at what's going on in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, I, I, I prefer not to look at what's happening in Philadelphia, but if you live near Philadelphia, uh, you might want to know what's going on in Philadelphia so you can stay the hell away from Philadelphia. <laughs> and the guy who is uh, making the case for don't come here, they're killing people. That guy... Uh, <laughs> Steve Keeley is one of Philadelphia's most popular television reporters who has been at the uh, WTXF-TV, Fox 29, for nearly three decades, okay? This guy is a legend, okay? This guy is, if you've ever been in a city, and I'm thinking of growing up in Atlanta when I was a kid, uh, Guy Sharp or Johnny Beckman, the longtime local news guys and weather mm-hmm. guys and what all. Uh, this yeah, guy Jack, is just, Jerry Dunphy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I mean, he is a television personality beloved and mm-hmm. also hated by some people, but... Um, mm. Anyways, so there has been this terrible and ongoing crime wave mm-hmm. um, in uh, Philadelphia, which uh, my 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 good friend uh, Dana Pico likes to call Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it started when they uh, elected a uh, district attorney backed by over a million dollars uh, from George Soros, right? Mm -hmm. They had this idea, uh, the people around Soros, uh, that the the way to uh, stop, quote-unquote, mass incarceration uh, was to elect these progressive Mm -hmm. turn-em-loose DAs, and the guy they got in Philadelphia is Larry Krasner. Yep. Immediately... 
crime. I mean, almost like the day he took office, it just yeah. started going up and up and up. Uh, there were 499 homicides, according to the official count, in uh, 2020. In 2021, they hit an all-time record high of 562 homicides. Last year, it was down a little bit to 516, uh, but still over 500 murders a year. The crime rate per capita in Philadelphia, the homicide rate, is worse, I repeat, worse than Chicago. Whoa. And they, yeah, I mean, they, they would have to move uh, homicide from Baltimore uh, 100 miles north. Actually, actually, Baltimore is even more dangerous. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so don't think you're going to get away from the crime in Philadelphia by going to Baltimore. No, no, no. Well, anyways, and it's so bad. Obviously, when something like this happens, that's a pretty important story. And Steve Keeley has been the guy covering it. Well, a bunch of weenies and wusses in the journalism community in Philadelphia decided he's covering too much crime. Yeah, right. Okay, Philadelphia, I'm quoting uh, from an, an article in the Washington Times, actually a column in the Washington Times. Philadelphia Magazine analyzed a study of the city's media and concluded that Mr. Keeley's station devoted far more stories to local crime than any other news outlet. In a follow-up piece in the magazine, several critics came forward with negative takes on Mr. Keeley, including some of his media colleagues. Sherry Gregg, a longtime radio journalist in Philadelphia, who now hosts a show for the city's NPR affiliate, told the magazine that Keeley's work, quote, definitely makes me cringe and that <sighs> crime coverage can be very harmful and scares people, close quote. She said that she, that she feared that minority communities, specifically men, could be hurt by such journalism. Well, what about the victims of the yeah, criminals? Yeah. You know, who, they may be hurt by such journalism, but you know who who hurts more people in minority communities? The people with the guns, okay? The criminals. Yeah, right. Put the criminals in jail anyways. And so, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting, though, there's, uh, as a former uh, radio guy, mm -hmm. uh, and it, there is a difference between how crime gets covered on radio because of TV. TV, mm -hmm. if it bleeds, it leads. Right. Of and course. Yeah, you can't quite do that on radio. And and, and I can remember there were stories that, that, that just wouldn't work as sound-only stories that would be, mm -hmm. you know, headlining on our TV affiliate, and we, would, we wouldn't even be mentioning them. Yeah. Well, well you know, the uh, 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 I mentioned Dana Pico, mm -hmm. the First Street Journal. Uh, and he is on uh, the he has just been hammering away at the Philadelphia Inquirer for the mm -hmm. way that they their policies are such they're trying to minimize. They're deliberately uh, ignoring homicides. There are homicides. And, and, and as you can guess, with uh, over 500 homicides a year, that's more than oh. one a day. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they're they're. Some homicides are never reported in yep. the Philadelphia Inquirer. People getting killed 
on the streets of Philadelphia, and the local paper doesn't even mention it. Well, yeah, well, yeah that's the way it works. Um, and uh, but uh, you know, uh, on the other hand, it's interesting to if, if you know, I would like to look at the ratings book and mm -hmm. see how Fox is doing on uh, the 11 o'clock news compared to the other stations. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I'll lay you a bet that they're, that people want to know what's happening around them. The uh, cat is... Uh, uh, yes, I know. The... I'm sorry. He is being... Uh, I, actually, you're very lucky that you can actually hear me. He was trying to chew on the cord a moment ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, but this... But, but I mean... I call this journalists against journalism. The yeah, idea of, of uh, you know, here is this guy who's been doing what he does for decades, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, he knows an important story when he sees it. Uh, and, and, and these are important stories. I mean, hello, you know, record homicide numbers, okay? The, a DA that is deliberately turning loose violent criminals, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, and who, uh, every time, every time there's a shooting uh, in Philadelphia, as soon as we find out anything about the suspects, if someone is arrested, guarantee you he's somebody that the DA failed to prosecute or that, uh, you know. 90% of the time. 99% of the yeah. time lately. Yeah, a slap on the wrist. And this, and by the way, this is happening not only in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. uh, not only in you know, the predictable places like Chicago, this is happening all over the country um, mm -hmm. uh, of this, um, this turn them loose attitude, like Houston, for example, and now Texas. Texas, there are mm -hmm. very few states that are redder than Texas, and yet uh, Houston, uh, you know, the violence in Houston is just completely out of control because, you know, of course, the local DA is locally elected, yep. and, uh, and, and you know, and, and they have this turn them loose attitude toward criminals, you know, and mm. it's, it's just uh, anywhere that takes hold, you're going to have bad things happen. Yep. Well, you know, that's what happens when you have people who uh, have had a sheltered experience what their reality really is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think that a lot of what's going on is just politics. Well, but mm, that... Probably. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, almost all the cops and... Uh, all the uh, the DA in Nashville and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff were all veterans. Mm -hmm. You know, they they knew what life and death was about, and so yeah. uh, there's just a different perspective on the world. Uh, and uh, people who have lived sheltered away from from uh, real the kind of violence that can occur in the real world uh, just don't have an appreciation for those who have to deal with it or going through. Oh yeah. I'm getting hungry. You are. Oh, you're looking at the uh, the subjects of the next the things. Uh, yeah, I was as as part of. Uh, we'll do this as, a, as I'll do this as a setup for the for the yellow button. Then <laughs> okay. you can do the yellow button after I finish this, uh, because this was going to lead into our next session God, about, uh, about 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 uh, 
uh, over uh, undereducated, but the overqualified. Uh, <sighs> I have a, 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 a thing I do every uh, 14th of March. Uh, 314. Yes, to remind people that <laughs> the correct day for Pi Day is uh, the 22nd of July because 22 sevenths is a much closer approximation of the value of Pi than 3.14, uh, which, of course, reminded me of Pi in general. And I, I put up a, a, another uh, 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 posting of you my You put up Will's recipe, recipe again. For, and, uh, yes. <laughs> And it will make most people hungry. Uh, apple pie. The bacon lattice. What what kind of evil is that? I mean, you are talking to somebody whose passion for bacon is just um, rapid date in, in, in bacon and, and oh my. Um, I mean, I love bacon. Well, <laughs> why, John? Actually, the real secret uh, to his pie is you use two kinds of apples, one of them very tart, one Pink of them very lady. sweet. Pink yeah. lady, I'm very sweet, uh, and um, the the way you make the syrup for the filling is you just go buy grade B maple syrup, which is the stuff mm -hmm. with all the solids in it. With mm -hmm. the, so there's lots of raw maple I'm sugar. Hungry, <laughs> hungry, 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 hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that Homer Simpson thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're hungry. Donuts. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm, apple pie. But mm. anyway, if you're hungry, uh, it, maybe it's your turn to buy uh, when we go out for supper this evening, which means people will have to uh, help support that. Yes, that's right, folks. Tell them about the yellow button. It is that portion of the program devoted to shameless capitalism where I tell you that if you go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, uh, you can donate to take you to my PayPal uh, uh, page where you can donate dollars, shekels, um, euros, uh, yen, uh, pesos, whatever you got, folks. It will take any kind of currency except Russian rubles. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> but you can donate through PayPal to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, and, of course, to uh, make my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off of this gig and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Yeah, right there in the sidebar on the right at the top is an icon of a tip jar. Click on that and you'll be taken straight away to my PayPal account where you can make your donation or you can shop at the Hogwash store. There's a link in the sidebar or you can use the Amazon affiliate shopping links that you'll find uh, not only at Hogwash, but at the other McCain and other vlogs uh, around the Internet. That's a, a deal that Amazon has going where you shop using those uh approved links from the blogger, uh, the blogger gets a small commission. <laughs> a good thing that Amazon does to help support blogging. We like that for them. Uh, also, uh, you can uh, use the uh, snail mail address you'll find uh, if you click on the DMCA link in the uh, uh, menu bar at the top. And in, that's if you want to actually send cash. Or I also take uh, gold uh, imperial Russian rubles as well. Uh, I don't take the 
current paper kind, though. Uh, mm. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, indeed. And now, Stacy, you <laughs> had a couple of posts this week about our betters and how they're not really so much better after all. Yeah, I... I uh... I read, um, as a matter of fact, it was last Sunday, I read this fascinating post by Freddie DeBoer. Now, mm -hmm. I've written about Freddie DeBoer before, uh, and he is like old school going back to blogging before social media was mm -hmm. really a thing. Like, I remember him from like 2007, 2008, out there in the blogosphere. Um and uh, but he has become uh, very popular uh, uh, through his Substack, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so he wrote this um, uh, post about the concept of the elite overproduction. Now mm -hmm. I, we're going to get to what this means in a minute. But uh, I started uh, I started off by talking about one of my favorite TV characters of all time, my personal role model, by the way, <laughs> uh, Detective Columbo. If, now, mm -hmm. if you kids, you young people listening, <laughs> may not remember the golden age of detective drama in the 1970s on, uh, on NBC, but uh, Detective Columbo was uh, this shambling, uh, se seemingly absent-minded guy always had a cigar in his hand um and uh, uh, uh drove drove a uh mid-60s peugeot convertible with right. the top always up right right yep. right right and uh and it were a battered overcoat he was he was this seemingly disreputable looking character that mm -hmm. uh played by peter falk mm -hmm. um and uh and and he would always, uh, and his thing was, is that the villains would always underestimate him. He, mm -hmm. he came across as, as not very competent. And yet he would go to interview the villain, you know, and, <laughs> and right before it was time for him, as he was walking out the door, he said, wait a minute, just one more thing. One thing. And then he would ask the question. That would, that would, the answer would, would solve the case. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this was, and, and so, and so this is how, um, I'm a very competitive person. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I have to say that I have always been ambitious and competitive, but I learned, uh, through experience that if people that in any competitive environment, if people see you as competition, you'll get backstabbed. Okay. Uh, and so, and so I learned to just, you know, play it off, not let them see, never let them see you sweat was my never. philosophy. So, so I would, uh, you know, I come off as a clown sometimes, but I'm actually capable of doing uh, serious work. And, and I mm -hmm. think that has been my longevity in blogging. Well, anyways, uh, the title of Freddie DeBoer's uh, piece is Why So Many Elites Feel Like Losers. <laughs> and he said, the concept of elite overproduction has attracted a lot of attention in the past several years. As it should. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, 
a researcher named Peter Turchin uh, attempted to develop models that would describe and predict the flow of history. <laughs> and elite overproduction refers to periods during which societies generate more members of elite classes than the society can grant elite privileges. Turchin argues that these periods often produce social unrest as the resentful elites jostle for the advantages to which they believe they're entitled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the key word there is entitled. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because, because they have these degrees from prestigious universities and they, and they, have this vision in their mind based on their experience and that, that they think what life is going to be like as an adult. And I don't mm -hmm. care uh, with very few exceptions, uh, you graduate college and then you look for the bottom rung on the ladder because that's right. where you're going to, you know, and, and so, so what you've got now is a lot of these elites who, uh, even if, if you and I, Right, you know, um, uh, were to look at their lives, you'd think, well, they've got it pretty good. They've got a good job. They've got, you know, uh, all these things. What the problem is, the gap between what they have and what they think they're entitled to, uh, mm -hmm. because they come from certain kind of backgrounds. One of the the uh, ill kept secrets of Ivy League universities is that is that like ninety percent. Uh, of uh, Ivy League students come from um, mm -hmm. homes that are in the top one or two percent of, of income. In other words, that that uh, wealthy, the children of the wealthy, uh, is who those universities are for. And I, you know, I wouldn't want my children to go to one of those schools because fuck them. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> but anyways, but. I, I go on about this point, and then I return to. Uh, I'll just interject here that mm. I went to one of those schools. Yeah, well, well, well Vanderbilt. Okay, yeah, but you were yeah, well, local. Harvard's the Vanderbilt of the North. Uh, okay, well, anyways, uh, Freddie DeBoer, and I'm quoting Freddie DeBoer again. Elite overproduction has been on my mind because of a common condition that I find grows more acute over time. And, the, I, 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 and I have been watching it through my career. Mm -hmm. The sense that many people, particularly the college edu educated <laughs> and the financially secure, are deeply unsatisfied with their status in society. It's impossible to quantify these feelings, but I think many would agree with me about a pervasive sense of discontent among mm -hmm. people who have elite aspirations. Well, I, mm -hmm. I'm going to cut that off uh, to get to the, the strangest point of this. Uh, the strangest thing in the, in the whole thing is where he says he has people coming up to him, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and saying to, he says, Creative employment is uniquely valued in our culture. And I have noted an ambient anger about who gets to be a part of it. Yeah. As someone who's been able to make a comfortable living as a writer, I often come into contact with people who are resentful 
that they haven't been afforded the same opportunity. <sighs> now, Freddie DeBoer, a blogger, basically. Okay, he taught mm -hmm. school for a while to, to mm -hmm. um, support his writing habit. He was mm -hmm. an, an editor at a literary journal sort of uh, magazine, what we used to call small magazines, mm -hmm. uh, small journals. Um, uh, but, you know, the idea that Freddie DeBoer is, is someone, someone is envious of him, you know, and I, mm -hmm. as someone who knows what it's, you know, being a freelance writer and, and, mm -hmm. you know, how, what a hard buck that can be at huh. times, um, you know, it, it, you know, he's making a comfortable living as a writer and the people who are coming up to him, right. Telling, you know, basically expressing uh, their resentment, of, of how lucky he is to be a writer, right? You know, like he I know wrote I every day, three times a day at least. Yes, 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 yes. And that's what you have to do to be a writer. Yeah. But but you you have to persist at it, okay? Uh, at, at times when when the money is not good, and <laughs> you might not what be good money? at it. You know, you, you if might. you're not good at it, you're not going to make it. I'm sorry. I, you know, wait, how to explain Max Blumenthal then? No, never mind. No, no, I no, can't. No, no, what, what I'm, what I'm, what, no, what I'm pointing out is, is that there are a bunch of people who have gone to not necessarily even elite schools, just uh, even uh, third and fourth tier uh, college uh, colleges, and they they think that because they're a college graduate, they have, uh, you know, grabbed some sort of brass ring that's going to give them a free ride, and that ain't yeah, right. the way reality plays. But there are no free rides in the world. You know, no, and, no, uh, no, there aren't. And it, similarly, you know, I've looked at uh, people in my graduating class uh, from Vanderbilt, and there are only three or four of us who've had really outstanding careers in engineering, uh, mm. you know, in my graduate, in my you graduating class. Well, I build robots <laughs> for mm -hmm. NASA. For NASA, and and uh, and uh, one of my one of my buddies is 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 the go to guy in the country for figuring out how to uh, suppress uh, extraneous interference, either coming out of or getting into your your widget. Another guy. Uh, has uh, uh, had an incredibly successful career, uh, mm -hmm. actually in, in in the IT field, uh, mm -hmm. uh, working with the health the health industry. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, but these are guys who worked real hard in school and then mm -hmm. worked their butts off when they got out. Yeah, and uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, I, I, there are a bunch of other guys who've had you know reasonable middle class. Uh, uh, incomes and everything, but th they haven't become a, a star in the profession. But you know what? I just talked to you about things. None of us, uh, <laughs> you know, none of us uh, uh, got to be uh, the president of Intel. <laughs> mm, well, no. <laughs> or, or, you know, or, or uh, you know, or, or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, but I, I, the problem is expectations. I, yes, I, that's what it, yeah. what it comes down to. Well, and, frustrated, and disappointed are, is entitled brats. What can we say? Well, yeah. and, and speaking and, of which, well, no, I and, and and I see this in recent graduates more more and mm -hmm. more where they think that uh, uh, they put their forty hours in 
And that's that. <sighs> well, oh, I, I will remember. say I, this. Okay, they can't I, we, write a coherent English sentence, and they wonder why they can't get anywhere. Excuse me, as someone, oh, I, I, we're, I'm looking at the clock and thinking, are we Oops. running over? But, but let me we're tell this to. story. Yeah. Uh, I had one time I was uh, working as an assistant editor at a paper in Georgia, and um, I, I had someone that was fresh out of college that that I had to supervise. We were working together on a project, and. I remember, you know, you know, explaining that, well, you know, Friday is, I mean, you know, we have to have this good to go by Saturday morning. That means mm -hmm. that however, you know, Friday is deadline night. Mm -hmm. And however, if we have to work all effing night, that's what we do. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and she, and I remember her saying, what about my social life? And I remember just just being just my jaw dropping at, at this, you know, because I hadn't got where I had gotten to at that point. OK, an assistant editor at a local newspaper. OK, this is not some hype, but I had to work to get that far. OK, and I didn't just and I understood that that you got to give 110 percent. OK, if, if all you're going to do is watching the clock, if you show up, punch in, you know, and then, you know, at 430, you start looking at the clock, just passing the times until you can leave. That attitude is net. You'll never succeed with that attitude. You have to be mission focused and right. dedicated to outworking the other guy. I told you about this competition. You can't get a, away from the fact that life is about competition. And if you're not willing to give that extra hour, you'll lose out to somebody who does. On the other mm -hmm. hand, we have schools like Stanford that are teaching in their law school that you have to give that extra bit of riot. <laughs> oh mm -hmm. my God. Yes. Yeah. And UC Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, all places. Yeah. UC Davis. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a riot. Uh, there was a riot at Stanford, and apparently <laughs> the kids at, at UC Davis said, "Well, we can riot too." Yeah. And so Charlie Kirk, of all people, you know, Charlie Kirk <laughs> is the is the uh, telegenic young young fellow uh, with uh, Turning Point USA. Mm -hmm. Um. And they had a riot, uh, and, and and when they I did. saw that there was a riot over, uh, and what I saw, what they called Charlie Kirk, I <laughs> I, I was remembering a song uh, by Miley Cyrus. I just met you, and this is crazy. Charlie Kirk is a proponent of hate. Call me, maybe. call me, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the on the on the other hand. Uh, you know, we have all the other uh, craziness that's going on <laughs> through uh, through things. I mean, we got the banks coming up. But speaking of financial transactions, ah. uh, the parent uh, this is and you can rant about uh, Canada on this. Uh, hey. uh, the parent company of Pornhub has been bought by a Canadian private equity firm called. Now, wait for it. Ethical Capital Partners. What the ever-loving 
What? <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Anyway, well, oh, but we're I, talking I, about Pornhub. If I can't use the F word there, I don't know when. No, I'm no, I'm not it. going to. Uh, on, on, on the other hand, uh, I, I, I hope they didn't get a loan from SVB. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Um, when we get to this, when we get to this, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a post called uh, Yellen's Banking House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in which I pointed out just just as a passing thought, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that the average member of the uh, board of Silicon Valley Bank I had no more knowledge of banking than I do, okay, <sighs> which is scary as hell, okay. Uh, but anyways, in watching the, the news this past week, I got the distinct impression that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is basically shuffling around piles of money from one troubled bank to another in a desperate attempt to stave off a complete collapse of the international financial system. The, and I, I hit three quick items here. Number one, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen admitted during a Thursday congressional hearing that the Chinese Communist Party linked businesses that had deposits in Silicon Valley Bank will be made whole by the American banking system. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the hell? Businesses linked to the Chinese Communist Party oh, yeah. have deposits in American banks? Of course they oh, do. That's crazy. Well, no, because they—they—that's the way they uh, do settling uh, various things on this side of the uh, ocean uh, mm-hmm. for trade. In that, they have to meanwhile, have. Meanwhile, in Switzerland, Credit oh, Suisse shares. Um, uh, Credit Suisse got uh, basically bailed out by the Swiss National Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, they Credit Suisse has apparently been in trouble for a long time, but it yeah. got bad, and and so they got a bailout. Um, um, there had been a, a panic emerging, mm-hmm. and so so the uh, Swiss National Bank stepped in to say, uh, the central bankers uh, stepped in to say, we'll back them and so anyways but um but these financial brush fires keep popping up first republic bank facing a crisis of confidence um is set to receive a 30 billion dollar lifeline from a group of america's largest bank you know let me let me interject something really quickly here you will notice if you look in california nonprofits that are doing capital campaigns uh the larger ones you'll notice that first republic is pretty much uh their go-to lender hmm hmm well anyways um yeah uh janet uh, treasury secretary janet yellen met privately with J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon uh, to arrange for 11 banks uh, to agree to deposit $30 billion in First Republic Bank to stabilize the teetering lender, according huh. to two people familiar. And I'm like, and I'm looking at this, and by the way, my bank is on the list of lenders. So, uh, you know, it's very upsetting. 
Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know why my account is one account is in a credit union and the other's in a small regional bank. Yeah. What well, earth actually, would you put money in a credit union after um, after the financial crisis of the late nineties? Uh, the NASA Federal Credit Union is very stable. Oh, All right. oh, oh, the NASA Federal Credit Union. Well, anyways, All but right. uh, uh, Secretary Yellen went to Congress, and and if you remember Chip Dillard from oh. uh, Animal House, uh, if you you remember, played by Kevin Bacon, of course. All is well. <laughs> Don't panic. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling confident uh, in the American banking system. Oh, I don't know. I think it's all caused by white guilt. Oh yeah. yes. Uh, I, the, the, my post from today, currently at the yeah. top of the blog, by the way, excellent Stockholm, post, by the way, <laughs> what excellent post, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, my Bert the Samoan lawyer tipped me to this. It's <laughs> uh, what I what I've got to is all I've got to say. Uh, and 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 Bert the Samoan lawyer is a real dude. Okay, as a matter of mm -hmm. fact, he shows up in the comments from time mm -hmm. to time. Um, uh, but uh, he's known mm -hmm. me since back in the day. Okay, yeah. Uh, so so he sent me this story uh, about how. Silicon Valley Bank uh, contributed millions of dollars to the Black Lives Matter movement. Tens okay. of millions. Tens yeah. of millions. Yes. Uh, and, <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah it, it was uh, an outstanding sum. And, and mm -hmm. they hired, uh, they were focusing on diversity and social mm -hmm. justice. Okay. And, uh, one of the people they hired was named Jay Ursapa. That's yeah, how I'm pronouncing it. Uh, to who would whose one of her jobs was to establish the LGBTQ plus network at Silicon <sighs> Valley Bank, and um, and she hosted a quote unquote exclusive fireside chat with the author of a book called How to Get Your Act Together. A judgment-free guide to diversity <sighs> and inclusion for straight white men. What judgment? For judgment-free? Yeah, right. Right, right. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait a minute. You get hired on the basis of tokenism because mm -hmm. she's a she's a threefer, being a a brown lesbian, you know, because it checks three boxes. Um. And, and you're you're only you're apparently to create and promote a culture of inclusion as if this is why banks exist, right? It is okay. I mean, what the hell? You're a bank, man. You're not a a a, 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 a social worker agency or something. It no. reminded me. First of all, of the book White Guilt by mm -hmm. Shelby Steele, which if you haven't read it, I happen to meet Shelby Steele. It's an um, excellent book. God, what, what school was that at? Tufts. Was it Tufts mm -hmm. University when I was speaking there? And he was also speaking there. But the mm -hmm. book White Guilt, uh, I just can recommend it to other readers. Um, but the other thing it reminded me of was, was Patty Hearst. <laughs> Uh, you may remember 
the heiress to the Hearst Publishing fortune, a debutante uh, who got kidnapped by a radical cult calling mm -hmm. itself the Symbionese Lib Liberation Army. I would say that the this, the Patty Hearst kidnapping, was one of the nadirs of the mm -hmm. 70s. The 70s oh, were, a, were a toxic garbage dump of a decade, okay? It was one of the worst decades in American history. And uh, the Symbionese Liberation Army it was it's just stupid, okay? The mm -hmm. war was over, okay? This was the thing. All that radicalism from the 60s, okay, mm -hmm. was was caused by the Vietnam War. It was in reaction to the Vietnam War. Yeah. Well, the war was over, and yet some of these people, like the, you know, like the Japanese soldiers hiding out in caves <laughs> on Okinawa or something, didn't get the memo. Hello, uh, it's disco, okay? That it, you know, with this radicalism is over. But anyways, and their motto was "Death to the fascist insect that preys upon the life of the people." And and what so like a she, mosquito? <laughs> right. Any, Sorry. Well, well, Stockholm syndrome was how they explained uh, how Patty Hearst ended up turning into one of these revolutionary guerrilla fighters with the mm -hmm. SLA um, because Stockholm syndrome is where a, a hostage or someone mm -hmm. like that uh, begins to identify with their captors. Oh, yeah. And that's my thought of, of what's going on with all these bankers and other corporate executives who are, are have uh, apparently they've been repeating the mantras of diversity uh, for so long, they've started to believe that bullshit. Mm. I think you're more cowards. And also, as uh, Neo Whalen pointed out in the comments, they're paying the Dane Geld, failing to yes. realize they'll never be rid of the Dane. And well, either that, I think there's a certain number of them, uh, uh, not at the very top level, because that you have to, uh, the, but at the next level down, the little bit younger bunch that just don't get it uh, <laughs> or, and, 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 and uh, are, are, are trying to be uh, trying to be uh, the sort of Hipping person with it? that, that, yeah, they're, uh, I guess you could call them hipster wannabes or something, <laughs> but, but you, you have the same sort of thing. Uh, there was a, a, a tweet that, uh, uh, Representative Rita Harris, who's a senator from Florida, had uh, up. It's the same same sort of thing. It goes, "Hi, I'm Representative Harris, and I'm here to remind you that other religions, like Judaism, believe that there are more than two genders. No, they allow don't. People <laughs> allow their religious freedom uh, and the right to bodily autonomy. And of course, I titled my uh, my post, a higher authority disagrees with Representative Harris. Uh, and I basically quoted Genesis 1, 27. God uh -huh. created man in his own image. In, his, in God's image, he created him male and female. And female he, cre he, created he created them. Him. So, you know. Let like me ask you. Let me ask you. Uh, you know, um, um, what lesson are we to derive from Noah's Ark? Right. The point is, is that as long as you have a breeding pair of a species, okay, that is the key to survival. 
right? Well, because, he took seven of every clean animal. Yes, but but he but all the animals two by two, male mm -hmm. and female. Well, okay, you well, know. On the other hand, we now we're getting to our crazy person who is dangerous. If you remember, Credit Suisse is one of the banks that he's bailing out. And there was a tweet uh, 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 that showed a picture of ah. the head of global markets for Credit Suisse uh, and basically said that he was uh, is a mentally ill, gender-fluid man who oh. sometimes believe he wakes up as a woman. And indeed, he <laughs> got a pic pictures. picture of the guy uh, in a dress. Actually, he almost looks better in a dress than he does in the suit. But beside that, you know, it's like, no, this is just, you know, this is why those banks are in trouble is that they think yeah. somebody like this, who's actually crazy, can be responsible for our money. I need I some more psilocybin. <laughs> uh, I, I, I tell you what, if Bert, uh, the Samoan lawyer, uh, is, is listening, uh, he can remember what I was like uh, in my uh, psilocybin <laughs> overdose days. But uh, that's a whole nother kind of crazy uh, and I hear the boogie-woogie uh, 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 piano stirring. So Billy Powell, that's Billy Powell on the piano for uh, mm -hmm. Leonard Skinner there. Uh, you know, we recently lost the final original member of Leonard Skinner mm -hmm. uh, when Gary Rossington died. But mm -hmm. anyways, well, uh, we will be back next Saturday at the usual time, 7 p.m., and we will be joined, as always, by the graceful Diana from Valdosta. Good night, Stacey. Good night. Good night. Good night, Diana. And good, good night, night, folks. We'll see you next Saturday. All right.